opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are. <laughs> the, you know, ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just I said that we were right wing. Hard left Printing money, nationalisation, no hard left wing position. The hated war criminal. Ah, oh, yeah, you get wanky jokes. Ha ha, this is going edge. Campbell's loving it. We need more Terry Wogan jokes. You know, because Terry Wogan. You get this, Tom. They're talking about football. You can kind of relate to this. Oh, definitely. This is stuff for the everyman. We're a what is this? I would say you're really the, the everyman of the Real Politics podcast. Thank you. I'm just your average guy. <laughs> He's an average guy. I'm just your average guy. An average guy. And you love women. <laughs> I love women. Talk about Lou later. Tony Blair's first impression of you was this guy's gonna be okay. They've hooked me in now with the intersection of Blairism and popular culture. This is the stuff I live and breathe. He made no other high profile mistakes that I can think of. A lot of young people these days go to politics. Weak pattern from Campbell. No, none. I'm transgender this and I'm gay that. What happened to traditional values in politics? Like good old fashioned thirst for power, crushing your enemies, and tacit approval of paedophilia by ruling elites. Is he talking about Russia or Britain? Was Alistair Campbell in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book? You know about that stuff, right? Go on. But you're not in the book, are you? What? Wait, he. I mean, it had to be a big table. Hang on. They're not small men. What's this? So basically, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, sorry. I was, I was. Just, my brain was just gonna be a, yeah, absolutely. The yeah, you know who about, he is. Yeah, yeah, and the thing with like Prince Andrew and yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like twenty nine different phone numbers for Prince Andrew, and also some people have said, could there be shocking allegations about child abuse by a prime minister? Well, I don't know who that prime minister could be. It could be the prime minister of any country. But in his little black book of contacts, Tony Blair was in there and also various other Blairites, like I think Peter Mandelson was. Uh, and that's why I'm asking if Alistair Campbell was. Yeah, no, he was. He was. I think his name was misspelt, though. But yeah, Alistair Campbell is, is in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Anyway, they're talking and about... Just mentioned, oh. They're talking about a table laden with cheese. But before that, Putin was grilling Campbell about lies in politics or something and he was saying we should go back to the old days of state-sponsored paedophilia by ruling elites or something. Hence how we came on to Epstein if I don't know how audible the show is on the recording. Who do you huh. think is worse, Kim Jong-un or Matt Baker from The One Show? 
Wow, Matt Baker from Warn Show. This shit is gonna stand the test of time. So I want to play a little game. I'm going to give you a list of MPs yeah. and you tell me who would win in a animation is just awful. oiled up judo wrestling match in a section I'm calling Vladimir Putin is the best at judo and chat shows. Okay. I'm just I'm just doing this science for how bad this is really. They've got a um a painting of a bear on the wall. She's tougher. Oh, I don't know how tough she is. Owen Smith could have knocked her back on her heels, am I right? Go for the eyes. Go for the Jeremy Hunt and Diane Abbott. Oh, or make a joke about maths. Isn't it, though? I give Diane a go on that one. I think so, too. I think she'd snap Jeremy Hunt like a crispy evil twig. So just take it. That's what I found. Is that a gay joke? Are they doing the fucking oh Putin's gay thing? Idiots. What's with the? Motion capture, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's someone in the air. But the actual animation of him in the in the, the post rendering, whatever. Yeah, what, what's Alistair? It looks awful. Is Alistair Campbell just looking at a guy? Uh, gesticulating he's like looking, he's Putin. He's looking. He's basically looking at a guy in a green suit, probably. I reckon. I do do ad breaks. I have bear hunting all day and don't get motion capture outfit on. And then they're just animated like this weird jittery-looking odd. <laughs> they just did another bear joke, and they've oh, got no. they've got a lot of bear jokes in this. I mean, that's almost as hacky a kind of ethnic joke as like say doing your uh, album that sounds a little bit like Canadian artist Neil Young under the name Crazy Moose. <laughs> Here is a woman! <laughs> Here is a woman, wow. The jokes in this are all just like, oh, Russians are so sexist. Oh, she's animated as well, I think. Tom was asking earlier if like Alistair Campbell and people would be animated too. I told him most of it. Is this supposed to be Meghan Markle? Yep. What kind of people are in the audience at this thing? They look old. Man. I want it to be an opportunity for me to look sounds really more humble and more of a rounded person. Don't want to sound like they're really, really laughing. The joke's just like, it's just a like, laughable American bin. Like, she's just a stupid woman, doesn't know what she's talking about. Everyone's just like, <laughs> and the audience just like, oh, oh. it's really sexist. It's just like yeah. she's a fucking bimbo. There's so much you can do about the royal family, but they're just like, Meghan Markle, she's a fucking stupid bitch, isn't she? It's like, fuck you. What's it like being married to Harry? Boo! Bring back Putin! Boo! Because a second ago, they were just like, Russians are sexist. Oh, now they're being racist. Yeah, literally, that's, yeah. Because she's black. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the voice has just become ebonic, sort of. Thank you, everybody. Join me next time when I reveal more. So like the, the angry black woman trope. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Oh Basically, shit! They were kind of doing, doing that, that with like how Diane could smash the shit out of Jeremy Hunt as well, I guess. Although I do think she probably could. God, this is really bad. It's atrocious. You can see what they did too. A writer, an activist, and an MBE, which I assume stands for massively brilliant entertainer. Please welcome June Sarpong. So I was saying earlier to Tom, June Sarpong and Alistair Campbell both worked on the 2016 Remain campaign. So I don't know. Is this like some fucking people's vote front? <laughs> I wish when I grow up I could be like June Sapper. There was that tweet that was like from some up and coming <laughs> production company on I don't know, whatever street MI5 are on basically. Give me a break. All of the greats you've interviewed Gore, Al Gore, Tony Blair, my street. Uh, you see the comic juxtaposition of serious political figures with a less serious pop culture figure. For me, your finest piece of journalism was in 2009, when you travelled the country with Derek Akora trying to raise the spirits of Michael Jackson. In retrospect, are you glad that Derek Akora doesn't have magic powers? We don't really have anything to say about this. That's just a standard kind of celebrity talk show question. Yeah, again, like, it's all just like Britain hectoring Russia, like, you're Russia, got a bit of a racism problem. <laughs> of course, we wouldn't know anything about that. 
not say political correctness this, political correctness that, but at what point did political correctness go mad, June Sarpo? How long have this is left? It's, tw- it's, tw- it's like 12 minutes, isn't it? Oh, it's two minutes of this episode left, and we got... Jesus. Allow people to actually express how they feel. You can't say anything nowadays. I have a handicapped son, but nowadays you can't say handicapped son. You have to say I have a daughter. <laughs> this is probably just like the, one of the writer of the show's stand-up routine, but he does down at fucking Andrew Doyle's no, comedy Unleashed Nights. No. He's just recycled it. Is it? Oh, Putin would do this probably. Who are the exact producers behind this show? We will get to that. The creators are, are an interesting bunch. <laughs> Oh the reason I'm recording this as a kind of commentary is because when I saw the length of the show, I was like, okay, we're going to need to pad this out a bit. Because <laughs> out of two 13-minute episodes, we might not, like, get an episode's worth of chat. Diversity Challenge. This is such, like, happy fucking Oxbridge humour. Right, cheers, June Sarpong. <laughs> You could you could go off and chat with Alistair Campbell in the green room. Lucky you. The rest of us, we're we're done. That was the first episode, okay? Okay, so it's created by Jasper Gibson, Joel Veach, and Simon Wally. Let's pause and look at these three people's resumes. Jasper Gibson is an alumni of The Poke, which is like one of those lame satire sites or something, isn't it? It's like the Daily Mash or some shit. Something along those lines, I'd say, probably. One of the, like, handful of really fucking third-rate British attempts at doing something a bit like The Onion. Yeah. And Joel Veach, he's the guy who did RatherGood.com. We started talking about rathergood.com and it turns out that most of the stuff that I associated with rathergood.com was not actually made by rathergood.com but possibly linked on their site back in like 2005 or something I remember in year 7 2005 or something <laughs> I remember watching all these videos there was one which was Bomb Saddam which is like Bomb 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 Saddam Bomb 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 yeah, it was basically like that, and it had all these like lines like a Saddam is a pimple in the butt of his people, and a reference to the French, obviously, of the United Nations voting against the Iraq War. You may wonder why we don't give French votes. Saddam drinks French wine and he barbecues goats. We wonder why we didn't get the French votes. Saddam drinks French wine and he barbecues goats. And then there's a very like mid 2000s bit of humour of the cut to like a crudely animated Saddam, which is just like an animated person with like a photo of a person's head superimposed on top of them. And uh, he's like in a um, basically like a sexy French maiden's uh, costume. There's stuff like that. The bomb Saddam, not to be confused, of course, with John McCain's infamous. Bomb, 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 Iran. On stage moment. And then there was another one called DC Land. And in retrospect, these were probably not anything to do with Joel Veach. They were probably made by some American person. And yeah, indeed, the bits that I remembered were all exactly as I remembered them. Like, there was a bit of, like, John Kerry, like... I'm sensitive, I cannot lie, I love to hug and kiss this guy, and then, like, Dick Cheney or someone comes up and sings with George Bush, like, are they gay, we can't say, on our way, Dixieland, so there's all this just, like, gay scare kind of humour, which actually seems to be carried over in this kind of piece of shit, lame-ass liberal satire, even if that had nothing to do with Joel Veach. I'm sensitive, I cannot lie. I love to hug and kiss this guy. Are they gay? We won't say. On our way. DC land. It's good to be in DC. Hooray! Hooray! With oil buns, ketchup, cute buns, that's how we got to DC. Okay, so it turns out that DC Land and Bomb Saddam are by an American site called jibjab.com. And I think jibjab is still making shit. They seem to do one on John McCain as recently as 2014. The top comment on the DC Land video from one year ago is, I like how it equally makes fun of both sides.
In terms of stuff that was actually on rathergood.com, the video for Gay Bar by The Electric Six, which I don't know if that's a gay scare thing, it's got the word gay in the name, but I can't comment any further than that other than to say that my band used to play it as part of a medley with Neil Young's Down by the River. <laughs> when we were at school. He collaborated with some guy, this is like mid-2000s, with some animator called Weeble, who did a thing like Badger, 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 Mushroom, Mushroom, something like that. There's a video of all these badgers dancing. And yeah, I don't know if there was a satirical element to all this stuff back then. As you can see, I've still not actually been able to really name any of the stuff that's... Oh, oh, yes, yes, sorry. The, the Weeble and... Joel Veach, rathergood.com collaboration. Weeble, not Weevil, not to be confused with Weave, that Nazi guy. Um, <laughs> it was this thing called, like, Mr. Stabby or something, and it was just, I just remember it being like, Mr. Stabby. I didn't rewatch that one. Okay, so, yeah, Joel Veach of rathergood.com pedigree is one of the creators of this enterprise yeah i don't really know if he has much like satirical pedigree but the other person is simon wally of frame store and it says in this bbc press release that frame store are a creative studio who have developed performance capture technology that is groundbreaking <laughs> live vfx I wouldn't call it groundbreaking. <laughs> it's, it looks awful. It's like, uh, it you looks, remember yeah. the original Walking with Dinosaurs, like, good at the time. I'm sure, like, yeah. the 90s, you'd been like, wow, this is far out. <laughs> it's, it's like but now some, it's, yeah. some minor, oh, wow. It's a, a sort of computer animated version of fucking Yeltsin's deputy prime minister. <laughs> There's an online game where people use the engine to do like, you know, those Shrek videos, the incredibly... <laughs> Laura would know the name of them. I, I don't know the, like, but yeah, like, it's like this software and it looks like it's literally just come straight out of that. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like it's award-winning or anything like that. I just assumed it was done on the cheap, but no, this is... Yeah, it's... it's they put stuff into this. It's cutting edge. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Right, so on to episode two. Uh, yeah, it's got to the point where I've got old speckled hen. Yeah, drink, try and get drink, drink down your old speckled hen. It's a shame we didn't have some good old Russian vodka for you. Oh, God. Or some uh, crocodile. Oh, man. That's, you know that um, Russian drug? Oh, the one that makes you zombie. Hard drug, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, it sounds pretty hardcore, man. We should have got some of that in. Of course. I am Lord and begged me to come here and do my own chat show and be better than him. Much, much better and funnier and more clever than him. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Putin's nothing like this. Putin is a much more understated, thoughtful man <laughs> than this portrayal of him. I'm not saying I agree with his politics, just this is not the man's personality. Of course, I know him personally. Yeah. And of course, you don't have to agree with someone's politics to work for them. Direct funding, of course, comes from his administration. Yeah. The thing about Putin's foreign policy interests is it's a broad church. Wait, who's this? This is a guy who was on I'm a Celebrity to get me out of here. <laughs> Joe Swash is his name. He was in. That's not a real name. I think he was in EastEnders. Alright. So let's ask the question everyone wants to know the answer to. Let's get straight to it. Who is Joe Swash? I mean, I'm just, I'm just sort of a dude that sort of fell into, fell into EastEnders and then ended up sort of making a living, really. <laughs> He's gonna sound like Mike Gates in a few years time. He was peeing. It's a difficult one. Like, who, who's, who's Vladimir Putin? Oh, he's a dictator who wants to kill a lot of people. <laughs> you what? That, uh, no, what? That is definitely not how Putin sees himself. He's won a lot of elections <laughs> by considerable margins, fair or unfairly. I do not think the man views himself as a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating Mentos. It's my birthday, by the way, listeners. 
Me and Tom were watching the Putin show on my birthday. What a better way to spend, you know, come up here to see you. 25, never felt so alive. And we're here watching the Putin show. <laughs> Cheers. First brood in 1979. The years of our Thatcher came to be. Indeed. I, I'm making jokes here, just like, there's, again, it's not so much like gay, gay scare jokes. Putin, like, not understanding what homosexuality is. <laughs> Gonna be long swathes of silence to cut from this recording, but that's absolutely fine. I'm just shocked, but it's just like, it, 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 it shocks you into silence because it's that bad. Lowest common denominator humour. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about fucking EastEnders, man? But, I mean, like, you know, fine if you want to watch EastEnders, but who gives a fuck about, like, satirising <laughs> that some guy was once on EastEnders and no longer is. We have a better system than yours when we're in Russia. In Russia, the famous system is if I like you, you become famous. If I don't like you, you become dead. Okay. Yeah, and they're just doing really like tasteless, over-the-top kind of comic. Like, oh, I like murdering people. I mean, this is on the level of my Macron impression. Which, I should say, this show is apparently semi-scripted. Which, I presume, means the Putin bits are scripted. My Macron bits were never scripted. So, that, so it's actually good that they were bad. I was hearing just contorting and you're, you're working your way out of a point like actually now, nah, fuck it. And there is no point to make. <laughs> there is no, none Your whatsoever. brain's just being turned to fucking mush because this absolute bollocks are being watched. Yeah, right I now. think that's that and a few other, few other puffy things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all this stuff about like him being all insecure and oh come on, blood, you can do this. Beautiful. Everything's got to have that like meta behind the scenes element. Like, I mean, I love the Larry Sanders show, but fucking hell, like this Jonathan Pie in America, all that crap, Ed Balls and Trump land, etc. Oh no! Oh, really? They brought back Meghan Markle. This is an atrocity. They should take this off fucking iPlayer right now. What the fuck are we able to watch this? There are classic shows that the BBC fucking wiped forever. And this is readily available at the fucking click of a button for anyone who wants to watch it. Why are they bringing up Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle's dad is a cunt, like, he's just like, he just tries to make things about him, like, see, I don't even follow this crap, and I, have I followed more stuff about royal family than I, I see myself as doing? But yeah, but anyway, I got, I got the sense that her, her, that her dad is just a bit of a prick, and he's always trying to, like, embarrass her publicly. This is just, I, I hate, I hate a Meghan Markle stuff in this, they're really, they're, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I, was, I was wondering what makes you yeah. angry. You know, oh, good. Um, racist. Oh, they're gonna do the racist bit again. Yeah, you know, they're gonna like do when the someone racist comes bit. Into of my course. Room asking to borrow my hairbrush, and I say no because that's gross. And then I leave my room and come back, and like I can tell she's using my hairbrush anyway because it's covered in skanky hair that's going grey. And I'm like, stay the fuck out of my trailer. Yeah, okay, they've done again. This is just, this is straight up racist. This is racist. Like she doesn't speak like. That that's not her voice. The only reason that you would have a character based on her speaking like that is because her and people who speak sort of like that are black. It, that's the commonality. This is racist. What is this? Why are we watching this? Also, why is the London Eye pink in the background? Is that another like gay thing? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Now my next guest is a comedian, author, and now extremely successful podcaster, whatever that means. Hey, 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 h
Put your hands together for Deborah Francis Ward! I don't know her. What podcast does she do? I don't know. <laughs> she she trash future. I don't listen. To her. I don't know. I, I, I've got to say this, folks. I don't actually listen to many podcasts. <laughs> well, I do, but they're mostly about rock. Yeah. <laughs> I like rock. Rock as hard as pop. Well, sometimes soft. I like soft rock. I like learning about soft rock bands like the Eagles without actually listening to them. Anyway, beside the point, what podcast does she do? I don't know. <laughs> What's her name again? I guess she's a comedian. This is a bollocks line of questioning, man. Comedy Unleashed is a great place for women. I'm just like, my jokes about how I identify is like a, a plane. They, they go down so well with all the, the, the chicks at the club, you know, the comedy club. It's a really vibrant scene. Comedy Unleashed. I once walked past Andrew Doyle there. He just kind of shot me a look like, don't come near me, I'm the boss. I'm the man. He's in a leather jacket. Andrew Doyle. Yeah, Andrew Doyle. As in? At Comedy Unleashed. Oh, right, okay. When I was there doing my politically incorrect comedy routine. I don't think you followed me on this. Let's drop it. Let's go, let's see what they're saying on, on Putin's show. <laughs> Weak material. Lowest common denominator. Bottom of a barrel. How long is this scraping? Because if is it into its run, is there going to be another episode next? I don't know. Week? I swear we we mentioned doing an episode on it ages ago. Maybe that was just when they announced it. And we don't either. <laughs> I mean, this is a crushing disappointment from the man behind Badger, 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 Mushroom, Mushroom. And whatever the fuck the poke is. Deborah Francis White. The poke like the spoon. <laughs> Getting poked with the spoon, they should merge. God, what a fucking other bug that is. Is that my dog barking? Watching me, surveilling you. See you all next time. Goodbye. Pause the show. Actually, I'm going to see if Ramus has escaped. Oh, that was it. Oh, yeah, nothing much to miss. Hang on. My gapes. Mr. Speaker, the uh, St. Petersburg troll factories and the RP propaganda channel are already gearing up to spread misinformation. Couldn't we at least do a little bit more to expose this and particularly Both episodes came out four weeks ago. There have been no further episodes. <laughs> Well, did did the BBC quietly pull the plug? What what happened? Was it suppo- only supposed to be two episodes at, at one time? They're very short episodes. Why create it in the first place? It's such a flimsy concept. Maybe it was just like, see how it, like, do two episodes, see how it goes, and then aim to make more if it went down well, which obviously it hasn't, thankfully. Fucking hell, it actually did air on TV. I thought this was going to be one of their online things, but nope, BBC Two, on the 23rd of June 2019. What time did the people was on? <laughs> it was only in Northern Ireland. <laughs> Why do we think the Northern Irish would particularly enjoy it? I mean, maybe it aired in, in uh, the rest of the UK before that. Um, uh, Northern Ireland, they hate Russia out of there. You know, Russia, their imperialist power. <laughs> yeah, they seem to drop the first two episodes simultaneously. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> Hello, little man. Oh, you're excited, aren't you? <laughs> oh. Stop behind a rake in the shed. <laughs> Get over oh. the rake. All right, I just yeah, my dog, my dog has just got out from behind a rake in the shed, so he's in a great mood, hey, mate, charging hey. about. <laughs> he's, That's he's, the liveliest I've ever seen. He's him. running incredibly fast. <laughs> so yeah, we <laughs> we watched these two so twenty six minutes of material altogether. In fact, not that because some of it is credits and. 
It's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. It's on, terrible. It, that's come out of like BBC comedy. It's just when they briefly turn in. Peter looks awful. In the second episode, they, they first one, it's mostly just like I am insecure and I am also secretly gay and I don't, don't know what homosexuality is. Also, and then in the second one, it turns tack and he just kind of turns to camera and is like, ha 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 ha. And by the way, I am a murderous dictator and I will kill you. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, and then and then they also decide to do a segment featuring Meghan Markle where they're both racist. And just generally portray out to be a ditzy American woman. The merit of him, the, it's incredibly offensive. It's so racist and sexist. Because at first yeah. I was watching it and I was like, this is sexist. And then I was like, this is also racist. And they pull up, they, they pull up the angry <laughs> black woman trope as well. They do. That's, that's, her, they that's, do. The, that's the stick with her character. Yeah, well, just the way that she she, you know? she just, like, because starts that's how, speaking you know, like a... It's like when Serena Williams competes in, you know, in tennis and whenever, you know, she calls out how she's treated in the sport, it's, oh, you know, typical angry black woman unnecessarily causing a scene. All, all, that, all the standard racist tropes you'd you know, expect. And it's in this as well and they've applied it to Meghan Markle. I'm not a fan of the royal family by any means, but... No, absolutely that's not. fucking low. Fuck <laughs> the royal family. But, like, I mean, like... <laughs> just be like, why make this? There's nothing because there. We I don't know. I don't did know. They just, did they literally just get a call from from like the British foreign policy establishment, from a fucking foreign office, or from MI5, just kind of saying, well, we kind of want more like anti-Putin stuff. Can you do more just uh, general general stuff, just like about how the major threat to national security is Russia? That like, must be that's the probably one of the only ways of seeing it, really. Yeah, like so, Mr. Akehurst, what would you suggest? They're just conducting a bit of kind of like man on the street spot polling, and they go to this one guy who they know has been a critic of the BBC in the past for mm. not showing enough Morrissey sets at Glastonbury, and they say, "So, Mr. Akehurst, what would you say the pressing issues of the day are that we need to uh, address in our?" Program? programming and he would have said Russia <laughs> they're just basically giving a bit of time to these kind of guys who had a bit of success with like flash animation that <laughs> yeah. were viral back in the day on the internet yeah. and then for some reason the BBC have said yeah, well we should give these guys a chance because, well, I, one like, guy. because I like Bomb Bomb Saddam Bomb, yeah, bomb no, no but I, he didn't even do Bomb Saddam yeah, I don't yeah, think oh, did he? What, what, which ones did he do Badger, 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 mushroom, oh, yeah, mushroom, yeah, mushroom, yeah. Mr. Stabby, and the gay bar video. Yeah, of it's, it's that kind of early, like, viral, no, like, wait. salad fingers kind of wait, like, shit, really. Badger, badger it's, was. It's, wait, I think badger, badger yeah. might have been Weeble, a collaborator of Joel Veach. Uh, but, and, and he. Did Weeble do Salad Fingers? God knows. I didn't really. I didn't. I, I didn't like it. Salad Fingers. I just thought it was fucking weird as hell. It was too weird. It was. It, it didn't. It wasn't <laughs> funny. It was just. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get it. But yeah, why does this show exist? This why why does this exist? I genuinely think like it's a conspiracy. <laughs> this is some security services. It's shit. just it's just deep it's state, a, man. It's these deep two state. guys who, as I said, did flash Andrew animation. Andrew was right back in the day. Flash animation on the internet, and they've just blacked their way into BBC offices and just gone. Yeah, we want to do a show, uh, a, a no. chat show, hosted by who? Alistair Campbell, some yeah. guy off EastEnders. Yeah. Uh, BBC on. reporter. But to be fair, one of them wasn't a flash animation guy. He was a guy off the poke. What the yeah. fuck's the And there's a segment where Meghan uh, Markle comes out and, and it's funny because she gets angry. She's angry and it's funny because she's a raw now and she can't do that. Wait, what? And she goes, mm-hmm. I'm just looking like, at really, the... like, you know, just <laughs> awful. I'm just looking at the poke. And it awful. Just, the poke seems just like really like inane clickbait stuff. Like, Roald Dahl's shutdown of anti-vaxxers is even more relevant today than it was 30 years ago. Wait till you hear what he had to say about the Jews. <laughs> In this one, this three-part exchange in the Oval Office confirms everything you thought about Donald Trump. Well, that's great, just saying to people, watch this and you know what you already think. Well... You'll still think it. <laughs> and uh, the, the nine stages of fixing a TV remote control. This poor guy's review of Veet hair removal cream is epic, brilliantly written, and very funny. So it just seems like a kind of content mining website. It's like the, the Onion people parodied with 
click hole, where you just kind of go down a bottomless hole like inane clickbait. Trump said he tried to stop for send her back chance, and this forensic takedown says it all. So it probably just it's, it just seems to be like. Oh, here we go. This Twitter account photoshops people's chests onto their faces, and and it's terrifyingly funny. So it's just taking the shit that people do online and just being like, hey, look at this. Like, do they have a satire bit that maybe the guy who did the Putin show went on to do or something? But then how, like, it's such a random selection of guests. Like, when you see the first guest is Alistair Campbell, you assume that, oh, okay, this is going to be, like... Deep state, man. Yeah, this is yeah. This is going to be like politicians and stuff like that. It's good, but then they bring out fucking Matt Ford, Joe Swalsh, Joe Joe Swish, Swash, Swish, Joe Walsh from the Eagles. That would be good if it was Joe Walsh. I dig that. The guy from EastEnders. They bring him in. Joe Walsh. Joe Cheers. Dude. I'll, cheer, I'll cheers my old speckle hen to your Rubicon. Dude, dude, there was one night in 77 where I got more brain damage than I did from all the coke and booze in the other 10 years come by. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe Walsh is probably one of the, the more personable human beings in the Eagles. <laughs> anyway, let's continue talking about what we... T- Joe Swash, Joe Swash inappropriate guest you thought it's so random to go from Alistair Campbell to him and Deborah and Francis then... White who I guess does like she's a comedian and she does like a feminist podcast yeah I think so yeah I, I don't know which one it is I don't listen to podcasts really <laughs> London based comedian feminist writer host of the guilty feminist podcast can't really see what her politics are beyond some like anti-Trump stuff that she's retweeted um road but i mean yeah there's not really any politically radical guests on here are there like uh, campbell and june sarpong both arch centrists yeah but yeah wow i'm surprised that jolly and rubenstein wasn't involved in this one because he did that like real housewives of isis show or whatever that caused loads of controversy and got cancelled by the bbc real housewives of isis Something like that, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. I should say, by the way, when I checked BBC, it said that this show is only on iPlayer for three more days. So I think with BBC, it's going to be like, let's just uh, let's pretend this never put happened. Put this in the past, yeah. Put this all behind me. us. That's it, Joe Swash. Joe Swash, yeah. What am I looking at again? Short term memory. We were looking at. I don't remember what we were looking at. We, well, let's pause the recording and go back and, and hear what we will. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so right, we paused the show and listened back to the recording, and we remembered that I, I, I was about to look up. Got the, from the minute I first mentioned it. Real House, Real Housewives of ISIS. It was actually called the Real Housewives of ISIS. That was just like the composite name I had in my head. So this was this, this was a a sort of. A British reality TV comedy sketch from the TV series Revolting. Oh, okay, so it wasn't an actual show. Sketch from a comedy sketch show, yeah. Oh, it was only a two-minute-long skit. Okay, I thought this was an actual show. It's from some kind of sketch comedy show called Revolting that I guess Jolly and Rubenstein from show The Revolution will be televised. Do you remember that? You got a video of it. Back in the day? Yeah, let's watch this. Oh boy. Coming up this season on the Real Housewives of Isis. It's only three days till the beheading. And I've got no idea what I'm going to wear. Fuck this. Yeah, not very good. Hashtag Shady Jim. She's got a bomb jacket on, folks. That's why. Yeah, yeah, she's got a suicide vest on, by the way. The acting's are so wooden. <laughs> You look gorgeous. Because of course, every Middle Eastern woman's life is revolves around being completely surrounded by Islamic extremism and violence and bombing and terrorism in general. Of course, you know what the. F- so this is all that BBC Free Comedy can do now—just racism, really. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. Really weak. <laughs> really weak. 
piss weak stuff. Yeah, so the state of British comedy, I mean... We need to just be racist. We need... But say we're liberal, and that it's... It's like liberals do racist comedy, really. It is liberals doing racist comedy, yeah. Yeah, no. But, I mean, it's we need to really go back to the golden days of... Um, Bomb, 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 Saddam, and DC Land, and the great songs, which, yeah, admittedly weren't even British, but I mean, that says something, really. We just haven't had that kind of illustrious tradition in this country. Oh, but actually, on a more serious note, something that genuinely was quite funny from that early 2000s era, taking the piss out of the Bush administration, was Bushwhacked by Chris Morris. Have you seen that? No. Oh, man, it's very funny. It's just, I mean, I think, I remember it being hilarious when I was, like, ten. Chris Morris edited together some of um, George Bush's... You have seen it? I haven't seen this, no. Chris Morris edited together some of George Bush's State of the Union addresses to make them uh, what Bush really thought. Good afternoon. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes against our staunch friend, Great Britain. Australia, Germany, and France, Canada, more than 40 countries in the Middle East, Africa, Europe, and across Asia. These carefully targeted actions are designed to attack the Islamic faith. This military action is a part of our campaign against diplomacy, intelligence, freedom, clock, tire, the freezing of food, and a lot of bands. Good afternoon. I'm speaking to you today from the White House a place where American presidents have become outlaws and murderers themselves. (laughs) The United States of America sponsors the outlaws and killers of innocents, and we are the friends of those who aid terrorists. This is so much better than the cassette boy stuff, or even my attempts at the similar genre, which I I think are creditable. To all the men and women in our military, so far from home, I gave a fourth grade girl with more than 40 cunts (laughs) <laughs> this young girl knows the value of fucking. And now, every sailor, every soldier... Hey, not not politically correct stuff from, uh, from brass-eye pedo-geddon-era Chris Morris, then. To all the men and women in our military, so far from home, I gave a fourth-grade girl with more than 40 cunts. <laughs> this young girl knows the value of fucking. And now, every sailor, every soldier, every marine will come. <laughs> I love that this office where um, American presidents have become criminals and By destroying camps and disrupting communications, we will make it more difficult for the starving and suffering men and women and children of Afghanistan. (laughs) The battle is now joined on many fronts. Peace and freedom will fail. May God continue to bless terrorists. I recently received a touching from my dad in the treaty room of the White House. (laughs) As much as I don't want my dad to fuck... I'm willing to give him my full clock, aggressively, in the face. This is a precious gift, what America is all about. Thank you. Again, not, not woke. Members of Congress and fellow citizens. Every year, by law and by yeah, custom, this is the second one, then. This one's the actually got some video accompaniment. The American flag stands for corporate scandals, recession, stock market declines, Blackmail, burning with hot irons. I love the burning with hot irons. Electric drills, cutting out tongues. Wait, wait, let me go back. Terror, mass murder, cutting out tongues. Terror. Wait, 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 I want with electric drills. Mutilation with electric drills. (laughs) It's great how they take the take the. Yeah. Ridiculous. Wait, what was the last one? Terror, mass murder, and rape. <laughs> How does he find these speeches? <laughs> well, it's the State of the Union address. I know, but I mean, I guess Our first maybe... goal is to show utter contempt for be... the environment. It sounds like it's all from I the same speech. Conference. Because if you take the I same person talking from different sources it will sound different but it all sounds seamless of acres of treasured forests <laughs> oh fucking Pelosi there just simpering away McCain politely applauding we've posted more than 50 small men in airports 
begun inoculating troops and first responders against hopelessness, and this year, for the first time, we must offer every child in America three nuclear missiles. <laughs> I found this so funny. <laughs> to date, we have arrested or otherwise dealt with many key commanders of Al-Qaeda. They include a man who directed logistics and funding for the CIA, <laughs> members of Congress, Vice President Cheney. <laughs> one of them is found at the Department of Defense. <laughs> so what was Bush one by one, the terrorists are learning. We are building the a first culture one. to encourage what, international what, 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 terrorism. This is Bush. Yeah, yeah Chris Morris has made them for the internet. I wish he'd have done more online shit, actually. That could have been a great Almost three months ago, the United Nations Security Council gave Saddam Hussein his final chance to disarm. U.S. intelligence indicates that Saddam Hussein had the materials to produce three liters of anthrax. Enough doses to kill five children. The British government has learned that Saddam Hussein recently had an advanced nuclear weapon in his arsenal. Even while inspectors were in his country. Our intelligence sources tell us that he has attempted to purchase three hydrogen-powered doctors. <laughs> in the Western Wall of the Pentagon. Saddam Hussein has not credibly explained these activities. The United States will ask the UN Security Council to consider Iraq's ongoing defiance of the world. Secretary of State Powell will plant information to incite fear about Iraq's links to terrorist groups. <laughs> it happened! Speaking of Alistair Campbell, am I right? Yeah, yeah. And tonight I have a message for the people of Iraq. Go, Go home, home and die. And die. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of Chris Morris's finest moments, I think. Trusting in the sanity and restraint of the United States is not a strategy, and it is not, not an, an option. option. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> In all these efforts, however, America's purpose is more than to follow a process. It is to achieve a result. Come in. You don't want that, mate. The end of the civilized world. The end of the civilized world. Let's go around in a circle around the table. Yeah. <laughs> feeling okay? Feeling okay? <laughs> Right, so what were we saying? Yeah, we were just talking about Chris Morris has got a new film out called The Day Shall Come, which hopefully will continue the great satiric legacy that he has set up. But in terms of something... Yeah, he hasn't been gone on Twitter like no, any of his peers. No, thankfully he hasn't tarnished it in the way that someone like Graham Linehan, who I was saying terrible things about earlier, deservedly, <laughs> yeah. in his case, like has... Pretty mildly. <laughs> yeah, a former collaborator of Morris's, in fact. But, yeah, let's just wrap it up here and say something that has no comic or satiric value whatsoever is tonight with Vladimir Putin a strange front for UK foreign policy interests that I would not recommend at all what a waste of taxpayers money <laughs> don't pay for a license don't pay your license fee folks yeah glad that's what they're producing that's for your money what a fucking waste embarrassment yeah sad and tragic die show yeah very good glad it will no longer be on iplayer anymore very sad and tragic that's it for now let's have a jam to play up the show it's too dark to put 
sun is yet to climb my hood ornament But before too long I might See those flashing red lights Look out mama Cause I'm coming home tonight Think I'll roll another number Open-hearted people going down Think I'll roll another number for the road <laughs> I wonder if you'll even be able to hear the little that was Tom playing drums on his little synth he's got there. <laughs> Tom, play us a little melody to really take tune. I out. don't. I can actually play keyboard, but. It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.